We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Everyone, welcome, welcome to the biz. Welcome. welcome to the biz. Welcome to the biz. We are here to give you the latest and greatest biz there is on the market. And we have the one and only Chad with us once again. We love having I'm Chad back. here. Of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the ledge, the Chad. Good to have you. Mm-hmm, uh, by mm-hmm. the way, we are all, you know, we're sipping on a little sum tonight, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Riz, Riz is already like eight deep, so if you hear him slur, uh, you know, don't worry about it too much. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> so, we have some topics to talk about today. A lot of main topics. Before we get into all those main topics, let's go over the most recent news. The most recent biz as of late in the Rocket League scene. We have Squishy Muffins. Receiving his first ban, okay? His ban, uh, it was an indefinite ban, you know, because Twitch doesn't like to give you a timed amount for your bans. They like to just hit you with a ban. And, um, you know, he got unbanned. Uh, I will say that before we get into discussing it. So he got unbanned. It took some uh, you, some uniting from the Rocket League community to get him unbanned. Um, and, you know, I think this is a good subject to bring up because DMCAs are, you know, growing stronger they are uh you know they're more deadly 
they're like coming in hot for the kill. They're coming to ban your channel, okay? And so I want to get your guys' takes on the DMCA's. I want to know what you think it does to people's careers, you know, if it's, uh, you know, with the music industry. We talked about it a little bit. We touched on it last week uh, about DMCA's, about the companies. And, you know, I know let's talk about some more now. Well, I mean, I mean, it's serious. Like, it's serious. And I think this is, like, a great display of, like, how serious streamers need to be taking this. By all means. Do you think the record labels should never be able to do this and that they shouldn't be able to just instantly terminate a channel? Especially someone Squishy's size. Um, like, literally, like, like it's nothing. Like, Squishy's... Squishy, like, obviously, you know, they'll probably get a channel back. Like, if anyone that gets banned, they'll get their channel back. But even the risk they don't is just so stupid that you even have to worry about it. Well, it's not guaranteed, right? That they'll even necessarily get their channel back. And yeah. that's kind of what's scary. I mean, I think what Twitch is probably issuing these bans like immediately, right? Just to protect themselves, to protect Twitch as an entity. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely like really serious, and you know, it's gonna get to the point where like these bans are gonna happen, and people probably will not get unbanned. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially the more uh, relevant they are, like the more the more. Like the more relevant DMCA's are, the more often we see them, I feel like people will stop getting banned or stop getting unbanned for them. Yeah, I was kind of surprised his ban only lasted like two hours. Yeah, it was like, like two hours, twenty seven minutes. Yeah, like I'm happy for him, but that that was so weird that his ban was indefinite. And then I don't. Do you think the Rocket League community actually helped that, or do you think it was more so he actually just reached out to somebody and was like, "Hey, I got banned. What's up?" I know he did reach out to someone, so I think it was more that than it was the Rockley community. <laughs> right, the hashtag but for the storyline, exactly for the storyline, let's go with the hashtag free squishy. But ninety uh, percent sure it was because Squishy um, contacted some people over at Twitch, gotten banned, and you know he's back. Um, so, uh, but it's just like it's just so weird that that's even a possibility. I really hate that we even have to like bring this up. Or that squishy even got banned. It's just a dumb, um, it's just a dumb thing to even discuss. Cause like I, I, I feel like my channel is specific, like specifically. Like, I know other people are different, but like with my channel specifically, I feel like my music relates a lot to like my personality and stuff and how the stream vibe is and usually is. But like you can't, you can't even use the same music anymore. So it's like every, I feel like everyone's streams are going to be so much more boring now. Um, you know, obviously you could still make, you could still make great content. You could still have a fun time with. Uh, with DMCA free royalty free music, but still, it just still like it just feels wrong. I'd be not even listen to it. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like uh, record labels are like within their right to kind of stop it, but I I don't know about fully like banning somebody. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I mean, that's probably like it's crazy. Which is doing? I'm not sure, truthfully, but um, because the way the way YouTube does it is they kind of just take your monetization. So I was talking about this earlier with like my chat during my stream is they just kind of take your monetization and give it over to the record label. But how would Twitch do that if somebody is giving you bits or subs and, you know, and say like a record label comes in and is like, hey, well, actually, wait, this is my music. This is my content. Do they just give over sub money or do they just ban you instead? You know what I mean? Because YouTube yeah. doesn't really ban for that stuff. Well, I mean, I think until there's a way like some sort of system developed for them to really like find the valuation that the music is bringing to the stream. It's it's gonna be a sort of just like nip it in the bud type scenario where Twitch just issues the ban. And I mean the like the laws surrounding like the DMCA laws are are just like 
they're, they're ancient, man. They're ancient. They're not for, like for our current digital age anymore. Yeah. I don't know if they like ever even really were like they, the usage of like the music in live streams and like everything it's new. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's like, they're just, they're just hungry. They, they don't want to miss out on the cash. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of cash to be had with the, uh, with the DMCAs. But I mean, again, I just want to touch on that briefly. Um, you know, just let everyone know about it, inform everyone on that little biz right there. Let's go into um, the next topic, which is stable team environments. It's a kind of general overall topic. We wanted to start off with discussing Cronovi. This is a lot of uh, uh, a lot of recent news coming at you. We got Crow leaving Rogue. Um, pretty pretty intense uh, move from him because everyone kind of knew there was some beef, some intensity between the players uh, the whole season. So uh, it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of nice reading the, um, the twit longer because it was like kind of, I kind of confirmed everyone's suspicions about the team. So let's go over this, and uh, you want to, you want to read off the twit longer is that little paragraph. Oh sure, I took it like Crow put out like a twit longer that was like maybe six or seven paragraphs, but this one specifically, I feel like is super important to what we're talking about. Yeah, I'll just read it. It says. First, I want to start off with the reason why I left. As I'm sure most people can guess, the team environment was far from perfect. Personalities on the team clashed quite a bit, and it often led to animosity during practice and or live games. Before the major happened, I had a talk with our manager. I told him if we couldn't overcome the hurdles uh, we had tripped on at all the other regionals, uh, then I would like to be put up for transfer slash be released. I felt like the three of us on Rogue had hit our peak, and I was tired of trudging through practice with a team that I know wanted to replace me that couldn't even compete with the top four. And um, uh, it doesn't really say it too much here, but like uh, for people that don't know, there was something that happened before the season started where uh, First Killer was in a Twitch chat. I don't remember whose Twitch chat. Uh, I don't remember who was either. But. Yeah, but he came into the Twitch chat and basically said, um, I got one upgrade, just got to wait till the next season to get another. And, you know, there's no one else. And I remember at first tried to play it off like he was talking about his coach or something. Um, Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's obviously just stupid. So everyone knew he was talking about Crow. And, um, you know, from from then, I knew the whole team was chalked. I'm like, 100%, this team is already ruined. And they just formed. Like, it was just, like, there was no way that team would have worked. So it just felt like a wasted season from them. And that's uh, how we can get into the main topic: the importance of steam, of a of a of a stable team environment. And so, um, you know, I think I think let's go into into my experience with Insol, and then we can relate that into dealing with loss and everything. So, Crow had a bad experience with um, with his team. Obviously, it wasn't a good environment. Maybe it was a little toxic. We don't really know. Um, probably that what happened was like they would scrim. They would maybe lose. They would do bad in the tournament, and then they wouldn't talk after. They would literally just leave and not talk about the loss, and then move on like it never happened. Okay, actually, we'll talk about the losses first. Talk about install later. So, um, dealing with losses on a team, um, I think too many teams take losses too hard. Like, like you can lose, you can lose a series, like a really important series. You could take it hard, and you can like you know keep it as a chip on your shoulder, and like remember that you lost it. But you shouldn't be like sulking in it. And just like like trying to think of a re- of of trying to think of someone to blame for the reason you lost and like 
and not trying to look at the whole the overall team as an issue or you know whether it's mental whether it's in game whether it's one person or whether it's the whole team like you need to you know work together to try to solve that um and I want to hear what you do, Riz. And actually, Chad probably has a lot of info on this too, from PUBG, from different teams. I know Chad's been on some CS teams and stuff like that. So it probably some good some good info from an FPS player to see some different types of uh, team environments. I feel like I kind of want to hear Chad's take first. Yeah. On this. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, when it, when it comes to competing on a team in, in any scenario, whatever it is, if you're competing on a team where you have, you know. You have teammates, okay? They don't have to be your best buds, all right? They don't have to be your best pals necessarily. Obviously, things work a little better if they are, if you do get along well. But at the end of the day, like, you're reaching for a common goal and and you assembled this team to try to reach it. So you have to work together to sort of achieve that. So you have to have some sort of mutual respect for one another, right? And this kind of loops back into what I was saying last week about how with Rocket League just being a three-man lineup, it's really easy to like to to kind of single people out and to let this toxic environment flow. I think when it comes to like certain FPS games, it's a little different. You have you have a, a wider roster, right? So there's 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 more intricacies behind the scenes as to like what your team's thinking, what's going on, and everything. But like. It, that's the, that's the thing. You have to have mutual respect for one another, and you you have to work towards your common goal, even if you're upset. You can't let your emotions get the best of you. It's it's like a job essentially. You you got to get your bottom line, you know, doing whatever it takes. And sometimes that means like maybe you don't fuck with this guy. You know, maybe he's not your best pal. But like you got to work together, and you got to try to work out those issues without singling someone out. And if you do think genuinely that someone is the problem or there's an issue you got to confront them. you got to communicate communication is everything it's like a relationship right your, your teammates it's like being in a relationship and you have to nurture that relationship and take care of it and you have to respect it you know yeah i feel that i feel like uh also you're mentioning how like you have to work together as a team i feel like there is a point where you kind of think okay maybe as a team this is not going to work anymore mm. and you know maybe we should consider a replacement but I don't, in this specific scenario, I don't think that situation should be before the season starts. Yeah. And uh, I yeah. think that's what makes the situation just so, like, weird. Like, um, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to, like, target, like, first killer and, like, call him, like, a terrible teammate. But, like, you know, that's something an absolute shit tier teammate would do. Like, you don't really, you don't really go around publicly. Like, if you're, if you immediately, like, start of the season, think that you're going to go around and tell people that you're, that you can't wait to, like, upgrade. I think like for the rest of your rock of the career, people are going to recognize you as like a bad teammate. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, like people won't cut him slack either. Like even from like a fan point of view, it's like, oh well, he he replay anytime he loses um, any match or whatever, they're always going to like point to first killer. If anything happens, they're just yeah. gonna be like, oh well, you know, he missed that one save or anything like that. It's always going to be, you know, the fans aren't really going to be a, a fan of him specifically even if they're a fan of the team it's definitely a lot more pressure on him that's for sure um yeah i, and think I there's mean no that, reason to put that kind of pressure on yourself and not to like gang up on first kill right like we don't know their team dynamic we don't know like what kind yeah. of communication they had you know like maybe crow necessarily like didn't reach out and try to communicate in the way he should have as well which can also you know like ramp up the drama and ramp up the emotions because i mean we all have emotions it, at the end of the day, like everyone's passionate, right? Everyone's passionate about what you're doing. 
in this scenario. And so emotions are going to flow. The more passionate you are, the more emotions you're going to let out. And it's about handling those. And we don't we don't know what's going on with that team. We, you know, we're not in their comms. We're, we don't see their messages. So we can't really say who's to blame for anything. You know, I think I think everyone's to blame for the team not working out. I think it, it's everyone is at fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah no, 100 percent. And any team I've ever been on, it's never it's never been one person. Um, aside from the next case that I will that I will transition over to. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I've talked about this before, um, but you know, it hasn't really been with a group. I talked about it. I mentioned it on my stream solo, but this does relate to a team environment. Um, you know, usually, it, it, like I remember when uh, it was me, Joro, and Cobb, and like everyone was blaming Joro for like us playing poorly, but like it really wasn't Joro's fault. Like he was put into like an RLCS level, uh, like immediately from no no do, experience. Do you want to give more perspective on this, like to people who might not know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So in season three, season no, no, sorry, I'm stupid. Season three, in season like six or five, um, we replaced Insolences with Joro, who didn't have too much experience uh, in RLCS at all, and you know he was like put in. Like, it was it, there was not much time to like choose someone else to replace either, and. Uh, you know, he's like a rookie coming into RLCS and there's a lot of pressure on him. And he's joining me and Jacob, who have been in RLCS since the beginning. Um, and it was just like a weird uh, season for him. And everyone kind of blamed him for doing poorly. Um, but like, I never thought it was Joro's fault. Like, even he, like, he like ongled in his first touch in RLCS. Like, imagine yeah, that. That was, that was Ima- sick. Imagine your first his touch. first touch. Yeah, his first touch ever in RLCS was an ongle. Not even like, <laughs> not even like a shot or anything. His first touch was an ongle. Um, and like, even then, like we didn't like, you know, the uncle happened and like, it was in his head, but like, you know, me and Jacob didn't care. Like we just like moved on from it. <laughs> like we were like, it happened. And we ended up, I think we won that game anyway. Yeah. Um, you got to laugh about stuff like that, man. Yeah. If, if it's yeah. bad vibes, it's just not, no one's going to like be able to move on with it. So me and Jacob just laughed about it or like, and then we're like, just don't worry about it. They'd move on. So anyway, let's get back to insult. Um, 
so team environment with insult insult was going through a weird phase i will say that and as as we're in like uh we're talking about like mental health later in the stream i will say he was kind of going through a weird phase um both like mentally and he was kind of going through like a slight stoner phase um but aside from that <laughs> Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't put in any hours, uh, into practicing or prepping for the teams we were going to play compared to me and Jacob. And one thing that you expect from a teammate is, is to, to put in the same amount of work and effort that you're going to put in. So if me and Jacob are putting in 70, 80, 90 hours every two weeks, and we're making sure we're at every scrim, and then you can't make sure to put in the effort once a week, at least like, this is, we, I'm, I'm going to talk about one week only because this is too long of a topic. One week, we had C9 and NRG in the same week. Okay, C9 at the time is uh, Squishy Muffins, Gimmick, and Torment. NRG is Fireburner, uh, Justin, and Garrett. Okay? And we had them on the same week. It's the most important week that we have. So, me and Jacob are like, this is the most hours we've had the whole season in two weeks. And then install that for that week, he didn't even show up to a single scrim. So we went in, we went in to Saturday, five days, not a single scrim. We went in and we didn't have any practice and we got slapped. We, I think we lost in like four games in each series. And it was just, it was just like such a terrible, uh, like from that see that was like week two. And from week two, we knew the season was over. Like we didn't want to play anymore because it was like, just doomed right yeah. So <laughs> immediately we like chalked our season. Like there's no point, there's no point to play because this guy doesn't want to show up for scrim. And so now I want you guys to add on to it and go on to the next part that I wrote, because, uh, I think you guys probably can give a lot. I don't know how much you guys dealt with insult being like this. Um, cause also he was a little, he was a little bit more normal back in your days. Uh, so, you know, go ahead. I'll let you guys have the stage. I feel like I want to shift this to Chad again first, <laughs> just just for for your experience oh, with insolences. I mean, dude. Okay, I mean, Insul's a good kid, man. He's a good kid. I want to start yeah, by saying wait, that. Yeah, we should say yeah. We have nothing against Insul. Nothing. No, I, I love feel Insul. Like he's now. good for this topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's on. just the worst team I've ever had, but I like him now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good kid. I I definitely think. Um, I mean, you got to think about how young he was. I mean, uh, just talking about like our season, right? Like he's a really young kid. Uh, he's got a lot going on. You know, you got a lot of hormones. You got a lot going on at that age. He's like, what, 16, right? Uh, yeah, um, I think he was like 16. With he's us. like 16. There's yeah. a lot going on at that age, man. As, as many, you know, you guys can attest to. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can can attest to that. You know, it's a confusing time. It can It can be strange. And it's kind of tough to balance all that being a normal 16 year old kid in high school growing up with, you know, whatever problems he might have at home or like whatever else. And then also like trying to balance this like professional rocket league career and like personality that, that he was becoming. And I, I know like it was definitely a bit of a struggle when, when he was with take three to uh, get him online. Like when, when we needed him online, like at the right time for, for scrims or practice, it was a lot of like, me just spam calling his phone and texting him and like sending messages and like just like you know giving him ample heads up of like when shit was happening and like just constant <laughs> constant constant communication and you know like i also tried to you know i like the kid man he's awesome and I, I feel like he had a he had like a good amount of respect for me and and dylan especially um so so he listened to us a little, a little bit more and that kind of you know i feel like that gave us a bit of an insight into into his mindset and what he was thinking and all that but it definitely wasn't easy getting him online when you need to be. 
Definitely wasn't like it was know. never. I, I'll be honest, I don't even remember that. Like you specifically spam calling. Oh him yeah. Like oh yeah. Yeah, I would all the time, bro. Why do you think he was always online for scrims, yeah. dude? <laughs> yeah, we had fickle then, we, do that. We did scrim like back then. The scrims were nothing like they were now. Like you have specific schedules and stuff. Like yeah. you know, like way ahead of time, and it's expected of you to show up to scrims. But back then, it was like, do we have scrims today? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I would message you. Would message we would just like message every you know anyone any of the top teams or like our LCS teams. We'd just be like. Anyone want to play? Like, yeah, we need we need the boys to play. Like, let's get it going. Now we yeah. schedule like weeks in advance. Back then it was really like day of like, yo, dog, hey, you got a scrim? You got a scrim? Oh, okay, you take it. You mind telling me who so I don't have to ask him? And you go ask the next team. And that's how it was all <laughs> the time back in the day. Um, <sighs> specifically, I mean, for insult, like with me personally, like I didn't know you spam called him, so that's something that I didn't oh, yeah. even know, know we dealt with. Um. That's my job, nah, bro. That's, 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 that's just the great, great role as coach God, slash manager. That, bro. I you take care of you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there he is. Um, but, I mean, personally, like, I, I don't think I dealt with anything horrible with insult. Like, I, I was pretty... I mean, I was I was chill with him. Like, we, we were cool. And, like, there was, wasn't anything that I felt like that was super unprofessional besides that, like, he, he just tilted a lot. But besides that, like, that's just the he did tilt thing. a like, lot. Yeah. Some people just yeah. tilt way more than other. Yeah. You can't really. Like, I mean, usually the thing with insults, he would tilt, but honestly, it wouldn't really like affect him too much because he's like memeing sometimes when he tilts. Yeah. Um, I think it affects him more than he would lead on, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Insult's a funny dude. Yeah, I'll see Insult now in ranked. Like, you know what? You want to know a funny story? Uh, Insult, like, will be in ranked. <laughs> I was like playing with Garrett or something, and like, we ran into Insult. And Insult would just like, like he would beat Garrett to a ball, and then he would just type in chat like, "Holy fuck, I'm speedy!" Like he would just, he would literally be like, "Oh, I'm still the fastest!" Like he just, he just loves hyping himself up like that. I think that's fucking hilarious, and I think he Insult would have been a really good player if he hadn't been so stupid because. Really, it was it was just him being so stupid that held him back. Like, yeah. like I and I tried to put it into his head. I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna say the salary we got because I don't really care. Um, we were on Rogue and Insol was making no salary, and then we joined Rogue and immediately we got him on starting salary seven k a month. Immediately, Insol was making zero, and immediately he went from zero to seven, and. And instead That's of fat, grinding, bro. dude, instead of grinding, he literally lowered his hours to like 10 hours every two weeks. So imagine, <laughs> chat, I want you to imagine you're, you're spending 10, five hours a week at your job and you're making 7K a month. I want you to take that in and imagine that. You know what the best part is actually specifically about this? On my team, he was fine, right? After that, that dude spent so much time on CSGO. I don't even know if he ever that, touched Rocket dude, League. <laughs> that's what changed him, dude. CS had to have been what I changed him. You forgot dude. about that? I he forgot put, all about he, that. He put he so many hours oh, into CS. No, no, no. He had, you'd, you'd look at it and you'd be like, oh my God, Insol has 140 hours in the past two weeks. Let's see what games he's playing. It's like and 130. CSGO, 130 hours yeah. on CSGO. But like crazy. 10 hours in Rocket League. Absolutely fucking crazy. I, uh, I, I remember that because he'd always ask me to play. He'd be like, hey, bro, come play CS with me. I'm just like, dude, don't you shouldn't you be playing Rocket League? Like, dude, he was asking like one v one, like he wanted to like try hard strut one v one to prove he was better than me at CS, and I'm just like, you gotta, you gotta just like stop being stupid, please. And like that was the end of the conversation because there was no point to try to go on with him about that. 
You don't I mean, like, uh, you go. I was going to say, like, 7K a month, that's, like, just, like, objectively, that's a lot of money. But then think about it, he's, like, he's, like, 17 years old, like, Tell me he's Playing not video like games. just flexing on all all his homies and all the chicks he goes to school with. Like, you know, even if he wasn't like on his computer playing Counter Strike at the time, he was probably like out there, like you know, trying to ball out a little yeah. bit, bro. You know? Yeah, I feel like uh, people don't take into perspective of how much that actually is. Like, seven K month still sounds like a lot, but that's still eighty four thousand dollars a year. Like. A lot Crazy. of people take it in as like a yearly salary, but $84,000 a year as well. Uh, in Saul's age. He, he didn't get that much because I don't think he lasted that long. I don't even think yeah. he lasted that <laughs> Yeah, it didn't last that long, no. Regardless, it's still a lot of money. It is a lot. Um, and um, it is very wow. surprising that you wouldn't want to grind for that money, but you know. I would I would mention one more person who kind of did this was uh, Licinio in like season one or two. He constantly played H1Z1. True. He did insult. Yeah, I mean, insult. Licinio would have been on that uh, Iris team if it wasn't if he kept grinding. To be honest, instead oh, yeah. of uh, yeah, they they kind of shifted the blame on that. I forgot about that completely. It was Torment, Squishy, and Latch. Licinio, yeah. And then they picked and they the gimmick. They kind of shifted the blame on him because uh, he wouldn't get off H one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, insults. I mean, dude, I keep saying insults. I mean, both Latch and insults careers and Matt. I'm gonna say my old teammate Matt could all be completely different if they had a better mindset of taking things more seriously. Yeah. Um, but 100%. I feel like it's so hard. It's so hard at that age as well. Mm-hmm. It is hard. But you know what's crazy is with Matt, my old teammate, uh, for anyone that doesn't know Matt, season three Rogue, season two, I met Matt season one, and up until season four, I stopped teaming with him. And Matt probably could have been one of the best Rockley players to this day. Um, I think a lot of people would have tested that back in season three. He was probably top three in NA. I would probably put like... Garrett, JNaps, and Matt, my top three in NA. Um, yeah. And, and Matt just had a horrible mentality about, uh, you know, whether, about enjoying the game, about, you know, uh, trying not to get, like, depressed just because you're playing the game, having to grind the game. It's like he just couldn't accept this game as a job. I think, I think him making the game as a job ruined it for him, and he didn't enjoy it anymore. But it's like, you know, the, the opportunities for you to, to, to in the future – so if you kept going with the game are like endless so it's just crazy to me how much wasted opportunities there are with rocket league yeah no i, de- I definitely think the whole like transition into like this is no longer your hobby this is no longer your, like your chill downtime this is like how you're making your money like this yeah. is your profession now that that's a huge thing for a lot of people i mean even me like even now like i i did take some time off away from the stream for for like a year and a half two years i was streaming like every now and again i'd hop back on for like a month or so but I realistically took about two years off and I think, you know, among other factors, part of the reason was that streaming became like just the tedious, like nine to five, like job thing. It wasn't my like hop on, play games with my friends and like unwind and like relax and have a good time anymore. And I think that's something like I even personally struggled with um, was that sort of transition because it really yeah. changes how you look at it and, and how you enjoy it and how you experience it, you know? So, I mean, I couldn't imagine like, at that age having to deal with that on top of like whatever else you got going on and and you know we don't know what's going on the, behind the scenes you know in, with their mental health or like what other factors and and we'll get more into mental health later in into the podcast but yeah i, I want to mention that as well that uh like just because we say like oh it's um all these people didn't take it seriously you know sometimes mentally you might not feel like you actually can take it seriously so like that is it might true, seem yeah. like a wasted opportunity yeah. but to uh that person specifically it might seem like at that time there's no chance they could even do such a thing right that's true that is true 
Um, all right, Chad, you want to lead us on to our next topic? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, do you the practice one or the next? No, nah, no, nah, the next. And then we yeah, can, okay. So, one. so I wanted to bring this up. Um, what is so it? Let's let's talk about OC Rocket League. Um, that was weird. That was weird. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, uh, sorry right, about that. We up. had a yeah. Let's go on to the next one. Um, yeah, I had to cut him out. We from have the something else here. Really Some impact on content creators through Rocket League free to play. Yikes. Actually, yeah. Should we bring him back? That? Should we? Do we? Do we let him talk? Did you kick him? Yeah, I did. Shut. <laughs> okay. I'll bring him back. Yeah, can I, can I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, Ne- never again. Never okay. again. Yeah, no, nah. no, we don't do. Dude. We don't do nah, OCE. Nah, nah, cool, man. We don't do OCE, dude. Okay, my bad. Next. My fault. My fault. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. You're good. Rizzo, why don't you go hey, ahead, man? Sorry, hey, I'm just. In, you're new. Yeah. I'm losing my. I'm losing my mind out here right now. Rizzo, why don't you All go right. ahead on to uh, next? I can't speak anymore. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> okay, we got. Uh, I don't know if we touched on this in other episodes, but other episodes if we've had so many but the past two episodes of impact on content creators through rocket league free to play and just like just in general for these people um what rocket league free to play has brought to them uh i wrote down like a few stats and i kind of want to explain like the significance of that so john salmon went from this is on youtube by the way 5 million channel views a month to 15 million musty went from 9 million channel views a month to 35 million and Sunless went from 11 million channel views a month to 53 God million. Damn. Crazy. That, that's a fat-ass number. That's a shit ton, dude. These are huge numbers. He's raking for... in the bag. Yes, the cash, man. Crazy. I have uh, I have Twitch stats, too, but I want to get into that a little bit, like, just after this specifically. With, like, YouTube monetization, like, it is... It's not a joke. And seeing those numbers in rocket league is unreal crazy for, for me because i mean i can understand just somebody even seeing those numbers and be like oh my god it like finally it kind of paid off or whatever it's like i've been in this scene for four or five three four or five years or whatever for some of these people and it's just like seeing those numbers and like your channel absolutely explode is i mean i, I probably unreal for them I mean, uh, I think you have the best insight into it. I feel like you've been one of the longest running like Rocket League YouTubers in in the scene. Like, the problem is, I don't actually upload on YouTube that much. <laughs> I mean, like you, you right. used to, you used to. Yeah, so you have yeah, an yeah. idea of like how the scale was back then, like even compared to now. Yeah. No, these guys like easily triple, quadruple the revenue, and you could imagine they're making like a pretty penny. Specifically for me. I don't even upload that much and I don't need any of the other stuff. I don't need Twitch. I don't need a uh, contract. I don't need esports. And so see, seeing that and seeing these numbers, like I don't upload and I know for a fact that these guys are raking it in, <laughs> just to say the least. Yeah, no, <laughs> facts, dude. Facts, facts. Seems like those are numbers you'd expect from like Fortnite. And so those are Fortnite channel views. Yeah, you know no, I mean? I'm not going to lie. Those numbers are, are crazy. And, um, you know, that's like, that's like six figs a month, like no cap. Like if you're like with the, at the rate Depending it's going. Depending on what the content is. Yeah. It could uh, easily be six figures a month. Yeah. It, 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 I feel like 
I feel like with streams and with everything, like if they if they actually grind it out, like the whole the whole spiel during during the free to play, they they'd be raking in. Um, I mean, I feel like John might be making just as much off of Twitch right now too. Because have you have you watched John's streams lately? They've been like actually popping. I I don't know that dude streams super late for he, most of the time. He streams a lot though, but like like John is like dedicated. But like all of them have been just going off, dude. Even other channels. Like I know, I know, I know. I think Leth's views have gone up. I think Mercy's views have also gone up. Um, yeah. I know Pulsefire's views have gone up. I know my CPM personally has gone up a lot. Like like three dollars, my CPM's gone up. Do you just want to explain what CPM is for anybody curious? I don't even know really how to explain it. But okay, it's actually it's it's called clicks per milli, and milli means a thousand. Um, yeah. So per one thousand clicks, you're supposedly supposed to get this amount of money. So Sis saying his CPM went up three dollars. That means every thousand clicks, he's getting three more dollars. Yeah. So uh, before I was getting, I'll just tell you, I was getting like around, I feel like around like six to seven or something around there CPM. Um, I just saw what Johnny said too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean my views haven't really changed either. To actually, I don't really know. I didn't really even look at my own channel. I looked at the other channels. Um, but I, I feel like my views haven't changed too much. Maybe a little bit more. But I, all I've noticed is my CPM is more. Yeah. I, I don't know why specifically that happens. Uh, I mean, well, actually, it might just be because it's like October, November. So it's like holiday months. So your CPM just goes up regardless. Because YouTube ad revenue is so all over the place. It's so hard to judge somebody be like, oh, they get 50 million views. They get this amount of money. Like, mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't work that way. It never works that way. It, yeah. It's always so differentiated and there's so many factors to what can change it speaking of of money earned from from channel views or youtube views did you see that one video this is like completely unrelated to rocket league and um did you see that one video that dream posted about how he didn't make any money off of his first four or five viral, viral videos? videos yeah so he made literally uh, zero bucks off of like four videos with like hundreds of millions of views in total really yeah why is that uh i i like watched the video no i watched the video and i literally don't even remember why but there was a video he posted that explained it and uh i probably should have watched the video but i didn't know we were gonna talk about this so that's like a good something i should have researched but um if you guys want to watch the video i'm gonna link it in the dis in the chat that way you guys can check it out um let me see oh someone just said it was because he didn't monetize them so really? I mean, that would obviously make sense. Yeah, maybe he didn't okay. have like monetization on his channel at that time. Yeah, he's, that, he's I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I think the video, he's new but to yeah. YouTube still. Yeah, he's only a, his channel's only a year in, and which is insane considering he's now one of YouTube's biggest uh subscriber channels. Um, well, so they weren't monetized. So like there were there wasn't any ads or anything, right? He literally couldn't monetize them because his yeah. channel was new. So he made no money. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, you're not selling goes. the ads, you're not making the money, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just saying that's rough. Imagine you make a new channel, you have a viral video, and you just get no money, though. You know, that's just rough just because your yeah. channel's yeah. new. I mean, it definitely is missing out on like some, some potential cash, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah, like, I mean, those videos like blowing up huge. Yeah, like it seems like he lost out on more money, but like, it's not really how it is, even if they like blew up like not not nearly as big you know what i mean like and mm -hmm. he still like went towards monetization and everything it's like 
I don't know. It's kind of hard to be like, oh, he missed out on all this cash because he wasn't monetized yet. But like you got, you know, you like you got to get started. Like you got to get it rolling yeah. somewhere, you know? And I, I don't think he's really complaining at this point. I mean, point. yeah. like I don't think he cares, you know, for those three videos or five videos, whatever you said. Like at this point, he's like, yeah. At this point, it doesn't matter at, at all, but... Um, yeah, because I mean, yeah, those videos are is where he built his audience from, and yeah, now these people are going to watch all his videos that he puts out going forward, which are going to be monetized, which are going to make him money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool to see how he can grow his channel in just a year. I mean that that dude kind of like that dude took something simple uh, that can relate to anyone and just made it like interesting and gave it a storyline and like. And that's it. He just grew in a year. He just kept going with uh, different, some new ideas from Minecraft, and he blew up. Like it's kind of crazy how you how much so, you can do. I mean, that could happen with Rockley theoretically. Give some background on on who Dream is and what he does exactly. Because even me, like all I know is like I've seen him do Minecraft, like a Minecraft speedrun. Yeah. So he basically just made some some random Minecraft video about like you know some some uh not like not, what's it called some exploits about you could do right. That went viral. Then he did like some hunt videos and some, um, you know, some like videos with his friends that uh, of like of a group, you know, just doing some activity, some challenge together and gave it a storyline. And that that's his whole video idea. Every time it's like a storyline with a challenge and then equals viral video. That's like the formula. And then he gives it like, you know, the thumbnail, everything, all that's afterwards. And he edits it really well. It gives it good music. Um, you know, everything, every little factor plays into into the amount of views it gets. I mean, I think not only that, like the effort he puts in, like the story he builds in his videos, but he's also like he's played a lot of Minecraft, bro, and he is mechanically like, insane. It's weird saying, but like mechanically, he is a an amazing Minecraft player. Yeah, dude's, he dude's so, fucking like, cracked. Yeah, that's great to watch. You know, like anytime you see someone like in the upper echelon of players in a game, like it's yeah. always a good time. And the fact that he then put the effort in and built up the story and and you know did all this stuff it's you know it's recipe for success yeah you know back back in the day um he would play on the same minecraft servers i did so i a few months ago i oh. played on this mcu thing minecraft ultimate that, that tournament thing? Was, yeah it was like a big yeah. minecraft tournament and i played with uh, my friend marcel and then um dream was mentioning other people and he's like oh my god like marcel and rizzo are on the same team and as soon as he just mentioned my name so many people came to my chat and they're like dream's talking about you dream's talking about you. <laughs> i was like yeah i mean like we know of each other like i don't know him i don't know him but like you know we know of each other yeah, yeah. and it, it's just like a it's crazy to think that like just where he started five years ago because he was really like nothing and i mean he just a year ago or whatever it was a year and a few months yeah um he started his channel and he's just absolutely blown up to like the biggest you know he's essentially like the size of pewdiepie like he gets more views than pewdiepie like more a lot of people know pewdiepie's name but like i'd argue maybe more people might know of dream at this point i mean anytime a dream video is released it, I, I see it knock number one number two number three on trending every Always. single time Always. and it's like there's not even a chance it's not um and if you want to see some insane numbers chat, you should just go to Dreams. Uh, uh, what's it called? What's the social blade? And just look at that shit. It's gross. It's absolutely gross. His numbers. It's disgusting. It's literally one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. And I've seen in the Rizzo. best way possible. Never mind. Yeah. No, we don't talk about that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. 
uh, we can kind of move on from this, but I, yeah. this is back towards Rocket League going free to play and just the numbers. Uh, I brought up the YouTube numbers of Sunless Musty and John, but specifically for Twitch, um, before free to play was released, the average on Twitch was, or throughout a month, was 10,000 viewers, like just at a time, 10,000 viewers and 600 channels streaming Rocket League at a time. And after free to play in October specifically, it averaged 30,000 viewers. So it tripled mm. its viewership. And it went up to 1,500 channels streaming at a time. So basically tripled that as well. Yes, sir. And just thinking about how insane that is to completely triple your viewership in general, like the average viewership. It's not even like a peak or anything like that. Just the average going from 10K to 30K is so significant for every single person that streams Rocket League actively. Yeah. I think now I'm anyone... curious. I'm curious what you think, like how much of this is due to actual like free-to-play audience coming into the game? Or do you think... There's a bit of like content creators seeing this like free to play wave and like seeing the dollar signs and then just streaming Rock League and bringing their audience. You know what I mean? I didn't think about that. I feel like, Like, okay, I feel like I'd say 30 to 40%. I've been streaming Rock League, bro. Yeah, yeah, no. Dude, 30 to 40% comes from the free to play players, a new audience, right? I'd say mm-hmm. another another twenty to thirty percent comes from just streamers playing the game more and uh, you know streaming it more, and I say the other percentage comes from older players seeing the game's resurgence and coming back. I would say like yeah. you know I'd say I'd say it's majority the new audience, and I'd say it's split between the streamers streaming it and also older players seeing it. So, um, but I think I think the numbers are crazy. I think it just shows like any game that's looking for like an like a resurgence in players should just go free to play. Cause it's just like the amount of growth you get and the amount of people that want to try your game out is ridiculous. And I think some I people will stay. I don't think so. Specifically, I don't think so because they have Epic backing them and that's like a okay, big that, they did a they did a true. lot of advertising yeah. that we didn't see. They're dipping into the Fortnite kids, you know. There's what I mean? t- there's TikTok ads. Okay, okay, I mean? yeah, like, the yeah. Fortnite kids are Oh yeah, 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 the Fortnite thing was probably a huge deal. They, I, I know that they did do the thing where you have to play Rocket League to get Fortnite skins, so that's yeah. huge. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Free to play is goaded. That's the end of the statement. Shout out Epic Games. Appreciate <laughs> you mean, guys. I don't know if free to play is like always the answer for every game, but for Epic Games, it is. Like in in our industry and and with video games and honestly a lot of uh, media, specifically YouTube, I guess. It's honestly like dictated by by kids, by children. Like that is where the money is. Like that's why you you have that like kid that reviews kids' toys. It's one of the biggest YouTube channels. Oh fucking fucking yeah, Baby Shark <laughs> just just surpassed Despacito as the most viewed YouTube video <laughs> with like over seven Wait, billion really? views. Seven Despacito billion got passed seriously by Baby Shark. No kids, way. Kids. Kids are Wait. what run this industry, man. At the end of the day, that's it. I'm going PG. That's actually, that's actually crazy. Fudge it, boy. Are you freaking serious, bro? <laughs> hey, fudge Dude, you, actually, dog. Actually, uh, speaking of that specifically, so you mentioned how many people come from free to play um, <clears throat> while watching, like, because I mentioned how the viewership tripled or whatever. You mentioned how many people come from free to play. I have so many people coming in. How do you get like because I use Fennec and it's not like an easy, easily obtainable car? They ask, <laughs> how do you get that car? How do you flip reset? How, oh like so God. many questions a day. Probably like fifty percent of my chat is just people asking like new person questions. That's just yours, nonstop. dude. My, mine is just hey, like, hey, I'm stuck in silver stuff like that. Mine's literally just, what car is that? Is the Skyline in the game still? 
That's it. That's my yeah, whole no, chat. That's, that's like free-to-play questions still, though, because people don't understand. They don't know. No, they're asking I've, you how to get the car. No, I've been getting, like, I've been getting questions in my Rocket League streams that are like, <laughs> hey, bro, give me some tips for a new player. And I'm like, bro, are you sure you want to be asking me? <laughs> like, of all the people. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well... I think we've kind of covered free-to-play. We've kind of covered the growth of uh, a lot of different channels. Um, you know, it's good to see John Musty Sunless kind of running the top Rocket League. I know Squishy just hit 1 million, too, so shout-out Squishy. Oh, yeah, I didn't even look at Squishy's stats, but, like, I, his average viewership on a video is, like, 300K now. And yeah, yeah. I, I already know his channel views has gone up so much. Yeah, I know Squishy's views have gone up, so Squishy hit a million. I think next up to hit a million is probably going to be... Um, Probably like Mertzi uh, or something. Yeah, probably Mertzi. Or like even even maybe Leth. Um, yeah, Leth or Mertzi, I think that's it. But yeah, Jazer, okay. Jazer 2. Jazer 2, yeah. Jazer 2. Jazer's videos are actually really entertaining. I actually like... Yeah, they like, are. Just like the freestyle vibe. Yeah, him and Pulse kind of have the same vibe of videos. So it's kind of nice. But Wait, kind of irrelevant before you go in. Did you see when he was going to change his name to Moy? He was like I, making a Twitter poll and he was like, I'm going to change my name to Moy. What no, do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, and he no. was like, no. <laughs> no, hell no. Hell no. I literally, he asked us that too in the in one of the videos that we did. You know, Energy does those random videos. He yeah. asked us that too. And everyone was like, fuck no. Like, let's just don't do that ever. Jazer yeah, sounds is, sick. Jazer's a sick name. It is. Gotta respect um, All right. So the last part, last two parts of our uh, podcast today are us kind of discussing, you know, games we started from, um, you know, how the impact it had on us growing up, you know, if we met friends through it, you know, how our career would have turned out if we didn't play those games, what games, or what, what would we be doing basically if we weren't playing those games, stuff like that. So we're kind of going to discuss all that and then end on mental health. So let's start with the games uh, that we started with. Um, so I want to ask, uh, you know, Rizzo and Chad first. I want to start with one of you guys. Let's start with Rizzo. What games did you start with and what impact did it have on your life in or out of the game you know whether it's with your family whether it's with friends you met online anything are you saying like just the first game i ever played or like the one i was like actually addicted no to no one I game that like you like you associate you with a certain time of it? your life yeah Modern Warfare 2 when I was in middle school, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> that easy? I was in seventh grade. Uh, I didn't have that many friends in seventh grade. Like I knew people, but every eighth grader, because you you know how I do, you know, I'm, I'm the cool kid. Every eighth grader, or not every eighth grader, but like I had a bunch of eighth grade friends who I would play Modern Warfare 2 with because I didn't have classes with them, but I would always play Modern Warfare 2 with them. And that was like every single day get home from school, go on Modern for 2, talk to these guys, see them at school the next day, and it was just constant, over and over. Basically, once that game was dead, you know, I didn't really talk to them all that much anymore. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, friendship over, but because they went to high school. But, like, regardless of that, like, I, I played that game with those guys so much. Like, that is so significant to me, and I always remember that. Okay. Chad, what about you? Oh, shoot, man. I don't know. I've been gaming forever. I, I definitely was, like, I was on the 360 playing, like, all the CODs with, like, some friends from school for sure. Um, but I would say, like, probably one of the most, like, impactful or, or memorable experiences was um, when I got into... P I, I played some PC games, like, growing up. We had, like, Windows 98 on an old, like, piece of shit computer. Dial up, you know, the whole nine. 
So I, so I kind of dipped into PC gaming when I was like real, real young. But uh, I took a break. Like, got into the whole console grind through middle school, just playing Call of Duty and like Halo and shit with all my friends. But I eventually ended up going back on the PC and I started playing um, like PC games again, like like Counter Strike and and Halo One and like a bunch of stuff like that. And eventually, um, I ended up jumping into Gary's mod. Um, and this is a game I dumped like. <sighs> I want to say like 3k maybe even mm. more honestly like Dang. hours into um I played in this server it was called it was called Gang Wars it was a custom game mode where basically you would uh in Gary's mind you can like use props and like build things right so there were limitations on the server there was a map designed with like different buildings with like usable doors and like garages and things so you would build a base using the props and then inside the base uh the the whole like point of the game mode essentially was you make a gang and then there's territories around the map that you like you hit E and you like capture the territory and then you fight against the other gangs. And then in your base, you just like sit in your base all day and you have money printers and like other types of like things that you're, you're farming all day. You got to like hit use on them, to like collect. So it was like it was very much like all we did all fucking day was like either sit in base and farm like or like a real go gang. fuck up the other gangs you know what i mean yeah yeah That's not, that sounds like the most gary's mod game mode i've ever yeah oh dude it was honestly so much fun i i met like a real real solid like group of homies from that and that was the that was the group of friends i ended up you know spending thousands of hours just hanging out with shooting the shit because you yeah. know there's nothing it's like you're waiting to get raided while you're protecting your shit farming you know what i mean like you're waiting for someone to come fuck with you yeah. so we were just like chill shoot the shit some of like the best pals i made honestly and then um those are the guys I also went on to play like other games like Daisy Mod and stuff. And eventually, like when I started streaming, that was like my group of homies that that I streamed along, you know, like that that played with me while I streamed when I first got into it. Yeah, that's lit. What um, what in Gary's Mod like made it feel like like it was like a real gang? Because I feel like I remember I played what? it with you. <laughs> listen, no, listen, listen, I, listen, I played it with you, right? And it didn't feel like we were like a real gang, right? Remember when we played? Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, we, we kind of like jumped into it like... Yeah, but the, like, so I'm saying, did you guys dead, hop on bro. like every it day? Like it was yeah, like, we'd a, wake like a Discord up, call ready to go? Speak, hop in TeamSpeak, hop in Oh, it's TeamSpeak. Yeah, everyone okay. would just like meet in TeamSpeak every day. It was like our hangout room. Like we just chilled in TeamSpeak, even if we weren't playing necessarily. But like we might as well hop in the server and farm if we're just going to chill yeah. in, anyway, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, no, those games that you can hop on and chill was nice. That's where it felt like you were kind of actually playing with your like squad, like your homies. Yeah, but you know that's like that's like the whenever a game is like has like an impact on my life, I feel like it's because I can relate it to a certain group of people I played with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. But the second part that I kind of I kind of probably should have added on to the first part was did did gaming right did playing those games and stuff affect. Uh, affect like your school and or like, i'll just relate it to the parent part to the next question too affect your school and or parents i want okay, we'll talk, we'll start, I'll, I'll go on to this after myself but i want to keep going with you guys since we're fresh on your subjects but you know did it did the games and did all the gaming not not only just the one game you played did it affect your parents negatively or positively and you know with the school were you failing <laughs> <laughs> just right out there right out the gate uh, for me Modern Warfare 2 wasn't bad because I was still in middle school, so like, I don't know, it really wasn't that bad. It's hard to, you know, hard to hard really to mess fail up. middle school. Yeah, hard to mess up that bad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, after freshman year of high school, going into you know, grade 10, playing some more. I didn't play Modern Warfare 2 anymore, but I played like uh, Minecraft and League of Legends and, 
Yeah, I was pretty bad in school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was pretty bad. Okay. Know, All right, so we'll move on from Rizzo. We can see Rizzo's a uh, delinquent, and uh, we'll go over to Chad. There's some pain in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can right, tell well, there's some pain like in there. I got to intro this by like stroking myself off a little bit. I was kind of the kid in school that like shit just like made sense to me. So like I could do none of the homework, never pay attention, but show up on the test day and get like one of the best grades. You know what okay. I mean? Me, me too, but yeah. I stopped showing up. <laughs> so, so that enabled me to just like fucking slack off. Like I coasted through school. It was like, it was no problem, right? It was no problem. But uh, I would say it didn't really start impacting until... I started uh I started streaming so I would say I would say it didn't really do too much like up until my junior year of high school and then that's when I was like really grinding like CS:GO and like some other stuff and and the people I was playing with at the time we would we would play till like 6 in the morning like all fucking night oh, and so God. of course like then I have to like be ready to go to school in like an hour not 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 happening bro like i would just go to sleep and then like come in at like noon and like do a half day or uh i would roll up early as fuck and just like sleep through all of my morning classes and yeah i got i got in a little bit of trouble for that and i think by senior year my senior year attendance rate because i was literally just streaming all night and then like barely even going to class was like around like 50 percent no which is like which is like literally are not like allowed to even like like graduate suspended for like like so my mom so like a little backstory my mom worked uh at the school (laughs) she's a secretary so i think i got got a primer bro got away like, with a little more than i was supposed to okay. but i also wasn't like i wasn't a problematic kid you know what i mean like i got fucking good grades like i just did well on shit and like you know i i think there's some sort of mutual respect between me and my teachers like senior year too because like it was kind of like they were like like why are you never like what is this like you got to come to class i'm just like do, do i, I? <laughs> <laughs> wait listen Dude, you basically explained the same thing for me. You said senior, but mine was sophomore year. Um, there was a the dean for my high school was also my middle school gym teacher. Um, so I knew him. I just called him coach. Okay. He's just a homie. I call even when he was the dean for high school, I called him coach. Hey, what's up, coach? Yeah, I just said what's up, coach, and he would call me Rizzo. You know, it's like a homie thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, okay. um, he, oh, he, I got called into his office one day. He goes, Rizzo. Here's the thing. He said, you're supposed to have one day of in-school suspension or actually out-of-school suspension, something like that. You're supposed to have one day of -of out-of-school suspension for every day that you miss or every three tardies or something like that. Basically, I'm supposed to have a fuck ton of in-school, out-of-school suspension. He's like, but if I give you out-of-school suspension, you'd probably like that. (laughs) So (laughs) he's like, so I'm just going to give you one day of in-school suspension otherwise you'd be here till the end of summer and i, I literally was just like thank you coach i'll accept it or something like that i was just like thank you coach that's fine I, you know i'm not complaining and i was like thank you coach i'll take it you know i'll come i'll come in i'll do it on that day don't worry about it he's like, hey, bro, he's like thank you homie. i really hope you show up for your one day of in-school suspension i was like i will don't worry dude we oh had that my in my God. school too which i feel like is the most like ass backward shit ever like you're gonna take the kid that is skipping school on purpose and his punishment is he is not allowed to come to school. <laughs> yeah, it makes no fucking sense, dude. Bro, yeah. it makes no fucking sense. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, at yeah. least in school suspension, that makes sense. You force them to come to school. Yeah, yeah I was forced sense. in school suspension because I think it was I was supposed to have out of school because I missed so many days. But he was just like, I'm going to force you to do in school. So you're actually here. Damn. I was like, fair enough. Damn, yeah. too, much, too much Minecraft for eating salsa too to go to Minecraft, school. Too much Minecraft, too much League of Legends. <laughs> I don't crazy. know what it was, bro. Oh man, what about you, Miano? What uh, what game? Like what what group or uh, friends or what game? Like really? Yeah, like, yeah. I I'll just memorable. go through my whole spiel for you, dude. I got you. So so I there was like there's like four games I dedicate like memories to. Like one, no, I saw the first one was CS 1.6. The second one was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and Modern Warfare both. Um, and then number three was League of Legends, and number four is Rocket League. Those are like the four games I have like sectioned in the periods of my life. Okay, age seven was when I started playing CS 1.6. Before that, I was on like console, and CS 1.6. I literally was a fucking loser, like no friends, like absolute fucking loner playing 1.6. There was no one I knew on the game except for my cousins, and they wouldn't even play with me because I was seven years old. So I basically played 1.6 since I was seven years old, and um and just like played on. A, I had a laptop, and I played on that. Up until uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was released. Once Modern Warfare 2 was released, that's when I met my whole group of boys that you guys know, the TDC homies. They all go to high school. Imagine there's eight dudes at your high school that go together. They all play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So, yeah, so there's nine of us, including me. And then, uh, and then there's, there's, uh, they're toxic as fuck all to each other, right? It's a good group of friends. If you're toxic to your friends, that's how you know it's a good group. So, um, <laughs> true. And then we, we had two others that we met online, uh, Naveed and Phil. So there, we had 11 people, all of us met online. Um, well, okay, so that makes sense. Nine of us online, two, fuck my English. Nine of us in school, two online. And now, uh, how many years later, eight years later, nine years later, it's, uh, you know, uh, out of, we're out of high school. You know, some of our are done with college. We're all still friends. Literally every person in the group, we're all still friends. And that same group of people is who I play League of Legends with. And League of Legends was like, I did, that was a huge period of my life. I played that since the beginning it came out. And that was literally the only game I played, like, I tweaked on. And, like, there were so many moments that I could, like, recall that were, like, just, just good times in my life from League of Legends. And nowadays, look at the game. I fucking hate it. You know, I mean, Rizzo, we can only play ARAM. I can't play that game anymore. Yeah, but, I can't touch the main game anymore. Yeah, back in the day, like, I learned so much about esports. I learned so much about, like, you know... Just, just playing with a group of people, playing with a group of friends, and like having fun. Like so much of that was through League and through Call of Duty, and uh, and surprisingly, for, since since I mentioned the school subject to you guys, I actually never got below a B in high school. Um, and my uh, and I was really surprised because like that's cool, bro. Hey, Chad, look at this fucking listen, dweeb. Listen, dude. <laughs> listen. But you know why? You know why? That's because of my. That's because of my parents. My parents. Like, I would get my fucking ass whooped on the regular. Like, no cap on a stack. You know, you bring out the fucking... <laughs> on a stack. You, you bring out the belt. They bring out the... the, sh- the Not the shoe. The na'al. The, the, sand, the chakla. You bring out the, the fucking chakla? sandal. And you bring out uh, the water bottle. Those are the three weapons of choice. The belt was rare. The belt was like, you know, like once. Maybe. I don't even remember if it happened. 
The other sandal was the most common because it was easy access. So the sandal, I'd get my ass whooped if I wasn't studying and I wasn't like my parents would get a progress report and I'd have a low, have a, I'd have a lower grade. Then they'd beat my ass until I get some sense into me and then I get back into an A. <laughs> so I, never, I actually I had I graduated high school with a four point three GPA, and um, damn, and somehow I played uh, endless amounts of hours on League and Call of Duty and CS the whole way through. Um, and then I ended on Rocket League, and now I'm a uh, depressed human being. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I had a I had a couple C's I think throughout like all of high school, just a few. But like like I said, like I tested really well, and then like like me like me and my my boys like we're all about the we call them QCs, the quick cop. We'd get the quick cop on the homework <laughs> from somebody that did it, and then just turn that bitch in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel you the quick cop that was that was what everyone did because like some classes waited homework like super hard you know what I mean yeah so yeah. like you yeah. just like had to turn it in you know yeah I've had classes that are like 30% homework I'm like thank fucking god honestly because it's just less effort on the exam so maybe even more like 50% homework um, since we're talking about high school did you guys ever did you guys you guys had summer reading I'm assuming right what is that like, no, oh, wait. like you guys I've had summer reading i've had ap assignments where i have to i have to read stuff over summer and then an, yeah. and write an essay on it <laughs> stuff like that yeah yeah you have an assignment you have to read a book <laughs> yeah, over the summer and like, like do a project I've, to me i've yeah. had <laughs> AP assignments like I, that, I never yeah. had anything like that oh wow okay so we had that like every year basically even I, non-ap I, I never read one of those books, bro. Oh my god! Never oh, once. Shot, I'm not gonna shot, fucking no, lie. Shot, I didn't no, either. No I'm at the beach with the babes, bro. Y'all. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking. What was that? Um, Spark notes. Yes, yeah, Spark. No, I was trying to think of the name. Spark notes was the Spark only. Notes, I never dog. read a book. Spark so, notes. So good. And Wikipedia. Anyone that says Wikipedia wasn't good info is a liar. Wikipedia fantastic info all the teachers that were like oh oh don't cite wikipedia fuck off dude wikipedia is more accurate than 90 percent of the of the websites out on the planet 100 percent. that's facts oh you still use wikipedia because guess what all of the sources are at the bottom of the wiki page then you just go directly to the source and guess what True. that is now your source dude not True. wikipedia all their sources so. you know i had speaking of that i had your this assignment isn't it sound crazy to you guys this assignment was called um i forgot the name of it this assignment basically i'm gonna ex i'm gonna ex oh specialties it was called specialties and basically to, to summarize it you have to write 24 minimum handwritten pages 24 handwritten can't be written on a pc each page needs minimum two different sources and each page needs to be on a different subject based on the category of history you chose so i chose like like theater right so i wrote 24 handwritten pages in one there, night there are two subjects on a page Two subjects per page. So, like, for example, if it was theater, I would do one subject on, like, Shakespeare and one on, like, how his dick is big, right? And so yeah, I would so write... You, a did four, you did 48... So <clears throat> wait, what? 48. And each page had two books cited to it. So 48 minimum sources amongst 24 pages written in one night, and every single source I got was fake. 
I got it all from Wikipedia, and I used EasyBib to find fake sources on the subject. EasyBib! EasyBib was the shit! EasyBib was the shit! Fucking MLA format, it doesn't Fuck hell, MLA, Chicago format, any format you wanted, ready at your hand. So I just fucking wrote some bullshit down. I just copy. I didn't. Even, I I was there's no copy paste because I got to handwrite it. So I just copy paste handwritten everything from the website onto the page. Easy peasy. One night, twenty four hours, no sleep. Submitted it. Damn. Wait, like when that. was this? Is high school? This was high school, uh, junior year. My God, I never that had to do anything horrible. that. Yeah. Was, it was like, like, bro. I've I'll never, never forget it. I still have that workload. Oh my God. No, I still well, have I the paper. I make a saves. poster with like planets on it and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get the trifold boards and like take yeah. some shit on, bro. <laughs> no, I'll never forget that assignment. That still gives me nightmares to this day. If you ask anyone from Valhalla High School about that assignment, they will all oh, remember Valhalla. that. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I think that kind of covers that subject. Let's lead into the to the last two, uh, the last part of this subject, and we'll go into mental health. Um, yeah. What would you guys be doing if you were not doing gaming? This oh, is a, this God, is a, yeah. this is a tough one. Honestly, this is a tough. One. I do. I legitimately don't even know. <laughs> probably be homeless, dude. That's I'm under the bridge. <laughs> honestly, if you want a bunk, <laughs> <laughs> there's some room over here, bro. I was because I was going to do uh, like I tell myself I was going to go like do basic classes and get like prereqs uh, for I like a community college. So it's cheaper. And then um, right. go, go to like university for something else. But like I legitimately had no idea what I wanted to do now. Actually, like I would actually be uh, really be interested in like programming and stuff like anything of the sort. Kind of what not specifically what Leth does, but something similar. Mm. I feel like I would actually be interested in something like that. But uh, at the time. Five years ago. Oh, oh God. <laughs> five years of this shit. <laughs> Jesus. At, at, at the time, five years ago, I legitimately just had no idea. My, uh, Papa Rizzo, at Rizzo, my Christmas list, looking for a belt or sandals. <laughs> La Chancla. La Chancla. Oh. Um, I don't know what I would be doing. Like, I had, like, a weird... Like little situation where like, I I went into college like not thinking I would even do anything related to gaming because like you know I thought gaming was just like a fun thing I would do on the side, and then esports just kind of happened by itself, and I was originally going in as business to take over my dad's business because I think Chad knows some of my dad's business he has like a warehouse and yeah. stuff and uh, you know he distributes across California different you know different types of uh, Wick products and such. And so uh, I was thinking maybe I'll just go help my dad expand his business. You know, I'll help take it over. Um, you now I can use any, any of the new modern knowledge to help his business. And then I decided, you know, midway through that like, I didn't really enjoy it. Because I, I, I helped my dad with his business, but I never really, like, enjoyed it. So I'm like, am I really going to do something like I don't really enjoy too much? Um, so then I switched to bio and I was trying to go into dentistry. And then um, I finished like a year or two of bio. I finished physics, all that stuff. I got a lot of the prereq classes finished so I can go into the major courses. And then I decided right when I was done with all the prereqs for bio, I'm going to switch back to business. So I switched back to business now. Oh and uh, I uh, and then I took a two more semesters. And um, uh, I took a class of computer science as well with coding. And uh, I don't know if I have my viewer toaster in chat, but I had a teacher who literally was his first year teaching uh, Python. 
and um and he had no fucking clue how to teach this fucking program so i'm there and this dude can't teach a program for coding and he's giving us about one sheet of information a week about like how to code an entire program about and like making a website and shit and i'm just sitting there like struggling and i'm like thinking like i have so much experience on a pc there's no way these other idiots in my class are not struggling like that's what i'm thinking and I go and I, I check the I find out the average for the last exam right I got like an eighty four and everyone the average is like a fifty for the exam and I'm like this guy is fucked this teacher is ruining everyone everyone's grades are fucked and he had to curve so much I ended with I ended the class with a B and he had to curve so much of the grades because of how shitty of a teacher he was but like. Anyway, I'm getting too much off topic. Anyway, I took a computer programming class. And I kind of liked it, but I'm I still kind of am going business now, and I need two more semesters to finish. Um, and I'm taking them off because uh, we were supposed to be traveling a lot, but Corona hit, so we're no longer traveling. And traveling while trying to study and do exams, especially at my school, is impossible because you cannot change any of the finals dates. So it just fucks you anally, like bad. Um, but anyway, Chad, move on to you. Oh, dude, I don't know what I would be doing, man. Uh, I guess, well, so when I was in high school, my last two years of uh, my junior and senior year of high school, we had this, like, it was called the West Shore Career Tech Program. So, essentially, we could uh, enroll in a class that would give us college credit, like, while we were still in high school. So, I ended up going uh, into this, it was uh, um, interactive media is what they called it. It was, like, visual communication and design. So, all sorts of, like, digital media, basically. Like, we learned how to build websites. We learned... Um, how to use like all, all of the Adobe suite and everything like that. Um, uh, you know, uh, we did uh, photography stuff. We did we did all kinds of stuff like that. So I probably would have ended up. I actually did go to college for a semester too. Um, this was when Rocket League was was uh, taken off, and it actually cut into my like Rocket League and my stream grind a bit. So then I ended up, I get I got like really depressed too. I wasn't happy uh, at school, and so I ended up like coming back and then getting back into streaming like real hard. But I imagine I would have probably just stuck it out and gone into some some sort of field related to to design, something like that. Like what kind of design? Like graphics design? You mean? Yeah, or yeah. Mean graphic like, design, like clothing, video editing, stuff like that. Okay. You ever seen those like graphic design as my passion pictures <laughs> <laughs> with like a little toad on it or something? Yeah. <laughs> so I probably I probably would have done something like that. Um. That or I guess like I potentially would have um, gone like super hard into sports, but I kind of that's how I like got into gaming was I, I had like a really promising sports career. I was like a year round athlete playing like every sport you could you could name since I was like four years old, I think was when I first started like playing soccer. So I was like super, super fit, like athletic guy, like my whole life. And then I was out, I, I skated too. I skateboarded, right? I was out skating one day. And I landed, uh, I was doing like a flip, like a kickflip off a box. And I landed Primo. So Primo's like, you know, when your board's like, the wheels are on the ground, like your board's like this, right? So it's like when it's turned, like, like sideways. Yeah. So you land on like two wheels and then the side of the board. Were so you trying like to land like that? To, for like no, a trick? no, no. Okay. I just caught it. I caught it really bad. Okay. So I landed Primo trying to do this kickflip and both of my knees fucking pop pop and i just like collapsed to the ground and i couldn't walk oh my god turns out i have something called osgood slaughter which is uh it's like an issue with your growth plate and like the tendons or something like that and it happens um from like overuse 
um, while you're while you're still like developing and growing. So Jesus that kind of I was like I was a really really good athlete though. Like I I wrestled at states uh, both years prior to that, and I was looking to probably uh, like do some sort of wrestling career throughout high school and into college, if not some other sport. But that's kind of what drove me to gaming too, because I couldn't I couldn't compete anymore. You know, and like my life was competition. So uh, that's when I started like really fucking gaming, like hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what's funny? Servers after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? It's that. like it's not like similar, but I, the reason I started like grinding hard games, like when I started playing Rock League, the moment Rock League came out was also when I broke my ankle because. Uh, we were playing volleyball, and I landed on my friend Randy's, Wait, my friend Randy's oh foot. Oh my god! Sorry, I remember that. Bro. You remember that? I remember. That's like when we met. I that I was when we met. Forgot about that. So I broke my ankle. I I broke my um, I forgot the name of the. Uh, it's it was it was a fracture of the fi- fibula. Uh, it was some something in your ankle. Anyway, and I don't remember what it was. And um. For a year, I couldn't play sports. It was horrible. Like, I literally couldn't do anything. I, I, I went to volleyball sessions on a cast and sat in the back, just hitting the ball, standing still, hitting it like this, just not moving. And just every, everyone just like, and then no one's targeting me because they feel bad because they know I can't move. So I'm sitting in the back, just AFK fucking watching everyone spiking shit. I'm like, cool, guys. That's cool. So I'm just I'm just AFK in the back. So I started grinding Rockley like hard because I have nothing else to do because my broken ankle. So then that's literally that was like when I had like a hundred hours in two weeks, and then it, everything kind of went formed together. I guess just get, if you want to go pro in a video game, just get injured. You'll never have a fucking life again. True. <sighs> all right. Well, it's good to talk about all that. Let's go. We're gonna briefly touch on this uh, last subject. Uh, I know Chad has a good story that he was offering to tell in regards to uh, some mental health. Um, so we just wanted to kind of go over this. You know, it's kind of. I know it's not like the main mental health month, but um, you know, uh, it is November. Uh, you know, it's a subject that kind of anyone talks about year round, so it's something good to, to at least cover. So uh, Chad, why don't you go ahead and uh, you know take the stage here. You know, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I brought this topic to the table because uh, it's um, something that I struggle with and deal with uh, on a day to day basis. And um, uh, me and Rizzo have a, have a bit of a story from um, the season two land in Amsterdam that I, I figured um, we'd go ahead and share it because I think it's important to talk about. It's important to to spread awareness, and it being uh, Movember, um, it's it's the time to raise awareness uh, among men's health not just physical but also mental so uh when we were in season two land um it was it was the night i believe it was the night of the after party um i was i was hanging out with a buddy like the whole night um he was going through some shit and so i ended up like taking care of him for the rest of the night he came back like he stayed in my hotel um you know i made sure he was like okay and and until he was like in a in a good enough mental state to um to get back to to his place and and get home because he was he was flying out that day or whatever taking the train or whatever it was so i took care of him i sent him on his way and as soon as that door closed and i got back into my hotel room i just i just lost it like i i've never experienced like i've i've definitely dealt with a little bit of depression and anxiety in my life prior to that but I've never really had such like an awful panic attack. It's like this motion in, in the middle of your body that like won't stop and everything is very intense and you feel manic and like 
and like you can't like handle anything that's happening even if nothing's really happening and so like dude i was i was losing my shit and you know i'm like i'm across the world from where i am i'm in a country i've never been you know like it was it was very very scary it was very scary for me and it was a very hard time and um if it wasn't for uh for for rizzo and our other teammate at the time zane zane jackie i'm sure some of you guys remember him um i'm not really sure what would have happened man it, it was a it was a very hard experience for me and i'm honestly really blessed that that you guys came to the hotel room and just you know helped me even with the most basic tasks like helping me just like pack up my shit and like just just being in the room while I like went over and like took a shower in the bathroom and just like having that company was was everything that I needed to help me like push through that. And after that, like we still ended up staying for like the rest of the week and like it, it was a great trip the rest of the way. It was just this like this huge hurdle I had to overcome. And uh and since this is, you know, the month where we're kind of spreading awareness, I feel like I would share this story and and talk about how how Rizzo and Zane were were both like really really good friends to me and and were there to help me and support me and um I want to talk a little bit about how um I think it's important to to share your experiences and and sort of talk about what you're going through. I know it's not easy for everybody and and everybody's a little different and maybe not everyone has those people in their lives but um I think it's important that that if you are feeling some type of way or you don't feel okay you should you should find those people in your life and and reach out to them and talk to them because it can make all the difference. And I don't know if you have any insight into that experience, Dylan, but, um, you know, I, th- I think it's important. I think, especially I wanted to bring this to the rock league community because there's a lot of you guys that are young. And, and I know when I was younger, it was, it was weird and it was hard to deal with, but I think, I think the sooner you, you understand and like can, can try to, to work towards bettering yourself and, and fixing these things and, and helping yourself, um, and, you know, relying on on people in your life and your friends and your family, it's not like a thing of weakness or anything. I think it's it's huge and very important for your relationships and for your own well-being. Um, but do you have like, do you have any insight into that story at all, Dylan? Yeah, I was about to say, if you don't mind me adding a few things, mm-hmm. I think from my perspective, because I was helping you deal with this and it was not something I've ever done before. Because me and Zane, we, sh- we shared a room and Chad was in some other room across the hotel or whatever. And we got a text saying like, uh, I, I don't even know what it was. Specifically. Probably just something along the lines of like I'm freaking out or something like that. Mm. So we went over there to your room and I had never dealt with this specifically, but just um, we like went in there and it was super like steamy because you were trying to shower, but you couldn't shower or something like that. And it's such a weird thing because it's it's the most like mundane task. You know, taking a shower, that's like your everyday thing. Yeah. But when you're in this situation, you, you feel like you can't do that. And you feel like you can't get yourself to do something like that. And again, being in my situation where I'm trying to help him, I feel like if somebody else is ever in this situation, you just kind of need to listen and hear them out, no matter how mundane, again, the task might be, whether it's like, um, oh, I need to take a shower or I need to pack because those are two things that we helped him do. Um before we ended up leaving the hotel. Um, but just like hearing hearing the person out when they're struggling through that is so important to that person, especially. Um, and then there, there, was a, there was something else that I, I actually can't remember right now. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just, I mean, I was just helping a homie out, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. <laughs> I, like I think Dave, that's Dave huge too. too. Yeah. 
I think that's huge too because a lot of people like uh, if someone comes to you with like a problem, a lot of people try to like find a solution for your issue. But a lot of the time, these things don't make sense because, yeah, you know, definitely. it's in your head, you know, it's it's not really necessarily real, even if it feels so real to you. Um, so so not trying to necessarily like fix them and like and like say like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. Just just be there and listen, no matter like how left to center I go, no matter how much I'm spiraling, just having somebody there to sort of keep you grounded and keep you moving and, and help you along. And I think if if you're ever in that position, you, you should definitely just listen listen and just be there just being there letting letting you know whoever it is if it's me or whatever just you know like let me run through it let me just like spew everything i have like let me just yeah. like freak out and just be there and and see me through it you know what i mean i think that's that's a yeah. huge part that's a huge part I, of it i remember the other thing i was going to mention now it was specifically um because we were because th the event was over and then we were there for like three or four more days just hanging out and at the time uh chad specifically was like i don't want to be here i want to get like a flight home like that was your intention you, you didn't want to be there and i've had panic attacks i've had anxiety attacks where i feel the same exact way it's like why am i here what am i doing like i need to leave uh, you just feel like you need to get out but you also feel like you can't leave at the same exact time it's such a weird situation to be in when you're in like that mental state but um i remember just sitting there being like oh yeah but like do you really want to leave like we had we had talked about it a bunch you're like yeah i want to leave and then I was like, oh, are you sure you want to leave? And then we just, I don't know, we basically just talked through it. And then <laughs> eventually you fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad passed out for like 10 minutes. And then me and Zane were sitting there like, uh, do we let him sleep? And then he just slept for a bit. And then we ended up, you know, he was, he was still okay. But, you know, he was, he was there. And then, yeah, we ended up just going through it. And then we had a, you know, we had a, we had a great weekend. But I think the important <laughs> part, again, is the stress being there for that mm -hmm. person. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and I like, think. Yeah. Um, sorry, go you ahead, go. go okay. No, yeah. go, go. I think. I think. I mean, I think everyone kind of has some sort of mental health issues they deal with. Like, um, like you know, I, I've certain ones to a certain degree. Like, I remember one time I just tweeted out like a sad face. I think the first person that messaged me was actually Chad uh, when I tweeted out the sad face, and it was literally just like I was like in like a bad spot about um, about like you know what I was doing in my life. Like, I didn't know if I should if I should be streaming or if I should be like. You know, trying to trying to keep going pro. It was like some weird, some weird mental. I forgot how it was so long ago, but there's that was there's like varying extents of mental health, and like you know that time in particular for me, I wasn't it wasn't that bad for me. There's been other times, um, I've been in a lot worse spots. Like you know, mainly with like if it was like a relationship issue or if it was um, you know, just just some some sort of life issue. There's so many different things that could affect someone mentally, and even this one time, I remember I was I was playing League of Legends with Rizzo. And I don't know if it was like a stress buildup or something, but I literally started sitting there. I was like mid jungle and I started just like sweating and just like, uh, like not being oh, able I to breathe this. normally. And Rizzo was in the call with me and I just was just like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like a stress attack or something, but I'm sitting there with Rizzo and Rizzo just like has no clue what to do or say. And I'm just like, like not breathing normally and like sweating and and just like sitting in my chair in some weird uh some weird position and it eventually just went away but i don't know i feel like it's all it all just ends up being build up and like not not handling it correctly and like i the longest time what took for me was to risk to realize like it has to be priority for your own happiness over others and making sure that you are in a good mindset before you make you try to put others into a better mindset like you can't be going around yeah. trying to preach um 
you know, trying to preach to others about how to how to be a better human and how to like you know take it easier in life when you can't even ha- when you can't even find solemn in yourself. You know, it's just there's so many things that that so many factors that add up to mental health, and you can't kind of jumble it up into some small little batch. Um, it's like it's like different strains of a disease. Like it's crazy how 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 strenuous it can be on some people. Yeah, yeah. and, I, and I, I just want to clarify. Well. Uh, yeah, I just want to clarify. Just because like you aren't a hundred percent doesn't mean you can't be there for your boys or your somebody else. You That's I mean? true. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot I, of times I, when somebody's going through something and they reach out, they just want somebody. Most of the time, they just want somebody to listen. They're not really even looking for advice, although you can offer it. Most of the time, they just want somebody to hear them out. Yeah, yeah, true. And and honestly, it, just listening and not even like. Like, I feel like the worst thing you could do is try to tell someone the obvious answer when they're, like, in a mental yeah. breakdown state. You know, something to do is you just say, do you want advice? <laughs> and they yeah, say exactly. No, or they say, yeah, and they'll, they'll answer truthfully, too. Yeah, straight mm-hmm. up. Straight up. Because I, I feel like the worst thing you could do is try to be like, oh, just stop being sad over this. Like, that's not how it works, you know? You just <laughs> yeah. can't. That's just not how happy, it works. Just be happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just be happy, forehead. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's yeah, never this, how it works. This so this was a topic that's that was pretty important to me, and I feel like uh, it'd be a good thing to discuss on the podcast. Uh, this being some mostly a rock league podcast, and a lot of the community being um, you know younger you know, younger guys, um, you know, dealing with struggles. I'm sure there there's a, some of you out there, um, you know, looking for some sort of help or you know any sort of just 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 peace you know so i i just want you guys to know that you're not alone you know a lot of us go through these things a lot of us deal with it and uh you know it's okay to to reach out to people and try to find that support system that you need and uh yeah just uh, just raise that awareness this is the month to do it you know check in on your homies especially with the lockdown from covid and everything um you know check in on your friends man be there for each other that's 100%. all we got is each other right for real that's facts that. keep the circle close you know what i'm saying all right, well, I think that's uh, that's a pretty good subject to end on. Um, you know, not, it's a touchy subject, of course, uh, but you know, it's good to bring it up. Good to at least, you know, let everyone know. You know, we're not we're streamers. You know, everyone thinks like you know our lives are perfect. That's not how it is. You know, we all all streamers go through some stuff in the background that they try to push through, and um, you know, at the end of the day, everyone you're, you're not alone. At the, everyone goes through it, so just try to try to look for someone to reach out to if you're ever in a rough spot. Um, you know, we all love you guys, Mirazo and Chad. We love you guys. Hope you guys are all uh, in a good state. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you all coming out to listen to the podcast. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's pretty much it for the day. That's it for the biz. Episode that's, all we got. Three. that's it for the biz. It's a wrap. Episode three. Yeah, I feel, well, I feel we should mention uh, the biz is on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Check them out on all platforms. They'll be uploaded the following day after the live show. So if those are your cup of tea, you know, they'll be there. So feel free to check those out. And that's all I got for you. Yes, sir. Make sure to, uh, you know, drop us all follows on our own channels. You got um, at Chad, at Rizzo underscore TV, and uh, at Sizz. So, uh, yeah, thank you for coming by. I really hope you guys enjoyed the pod. And, um, you know, we'll do more of these every week. Make sure to tune in next week, Monday. 6 six thirty, somewhere around there we always we always switch it up yeah, you know we're always a little late. <laughs> we switch it up but uh you know all right everyone let's go to the uh we don't have an ending soon stream uh, uh scene so 
we're gonna go ahead and just head over to the full cam Rizzo stream ending scene. So okay. we'll do that. We'll just <laughs> full cam Rizzo over here. Perfect. Oh, yeah. There we go. Alright guys. Oh, yeah. Alright, we'll see you guys next time. Everyone have a good night. Oh, good night, and, everybody. Uh, we love you guys. Peace out, boys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.